Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to BrainStuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Most of us probably don't realize it, but much of the infrastructure that makes the internet possible lies on the bottom of the world's oceans in the form of vast networks of fiber optic cables that transmit data between countries. Despite the vital role that these cables play in global communications, they're largely unguarded because of their location underwater. That vulnerability has made some headlines thanks to warnings that Russia might sabotage the cables and disrupt connections between the U.S. and Europe. The head of the British Defense Establishment and chairman of NATO's military committee, Air Marshal Sir Stuart Peach, recently warned that cutting the cables, quote, would immediately and catastrophically fracture both international trade and the Internet, according to The Guardian. Peach's warning echoed the conclusions of a 2017 report written by UK Member of Parliament Rishi Sunak, which described the potential for disruption of internet traffic as an existential threat. Sunak noted that the cables, which are largely owned and operated by private companies, transmit $10 trillion worth of financial transfers every day. 
It's not the first time that an alarm has been sounded about the undersea cable networks. A 2010 report written for the U.S. Department of Homeland Security describes the effects of a 2008 incident in which three cables in the Mediterranean, which connected Italy to Egypt, were severed, apparently accidentally, by commercial ships dragging their anchors. 80% of the Internet connectivity between Europe and Middle East was temporarily lost. As a result, most of the U.S. Air Force's drone aircraft in Iraq were grounded due to the lack of a reliable connection to technicians back in the United States. The report warned, Cable breaks halfway across the world threaten U.S. vital national security interests. In 2015, the New York Times reported that a Russian spy ship was kept under surveillance by U.S. planes, satellites, and ships as it cruised slowly down the U.S. east coast, close to Internet cables. The Russian ship reportedly was equipped with two miniature submarines capable of going into deep water to cut cables. Another Russian surveillance ship was spotted off the coast of Delaware in February, according to the Christian Science Monitor. But before you get too caught up in a nightmare scenario of the Internet suddenly going dark due to sabotage, experts say that the system, despite its lack of defenses, is resilient and would be difficult for an enemy nation or terrorist group to disable. The fiber cables that transmit the world's data are surprisingly slim, measuring less than 0.7 inches or about 17 millimeters in thickness, according to Keith Schofield, general manager of the Internet Cable Protection Committee, a British-based industry group. But the fiber is encased in a hermetically sealed tube, which is in turn surrounded by layers of high tensile steel wires, copper, and polyethylene. For sections in shallower water, where cables are more likely to encounter ship anchors and other man-made hazards, additional layers of armor are sometimes added, or else cables are buried under the seabed, Schofield told us in an email. As a result, cables are damaged worldwide only about 200 times a year, which, as he said, is a tiny failure rate across a network of well over a million kilometers, that's 621,000 miles, of cable linking people between continents. We also spoke with Jim Hayes, president of the Fiber Optic Association, a California-based professional society that certifies cable network builders and operators in a telephone interview. He said that it'd be difficult to cut cables in the deep ocean, though a robotic submarine equipped with the right tools could pull it off. The cable networks are more vulnerable closer to land, where their connections are in shallower water and easier to reach. It wouldn't take a lot of sophisticated weapons or know-how to inflict the desired damage. He explained, If you want to interrupt communications, you hire a crappy old fishing trawler, give them a big anchor, and tell them to drag it here. Attacking a cable landing probably wouldn't cause much disruption in the U.S. and other technologically advanced countries in Europe and East Asia, where there are a multitude of other connections that would keep the data flowing. Hayes said, They might slow down the Internet in New York City, but they're not going to disrupt it. There are other routes that get to the same place. They can just as easily go west around the world as go east. The Internet works that way. But he said that sabotage could cause outages in a region such as the Middle East, where relatively few cables are bunched in places such as the Suez Canal and the Strait of Hormuz. Africa, where long stretches of the continent's coast are dependent on one or two cables, also has higher vulnerability. Nicole Starseleski, an assistant professor of media, culture, and communication at New York University and author of the 2015 book The Undersea Network, explained in an email, Yes, you could disrupt the Internet for a lengthy period, but only with certain attacks in certain places. In others, traffic could be easily rerouted. Today's episode was written by Patrick J. Kiger and produced by Tristan McNeil. For more on this and lots of other tubular topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com.
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work.